Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The problem behind the Bored Ape other side, NFT land sale. What the heck went on with that? We got that coming up for you and more today on Moon or Bust. Let's get it. Good afternoon, Zinger Nation. How are you today? Drop a comment. Let us know how you're doing. I'm doing pretty well, Ryan. How about you? I'm doing all right. Doing good. Doing how How is your wife's boyfriend? Uh, what What boyfriend? <laughs> you don't You don't know about that. All right, I didn't say anything. Uh, we got a great show for Moon or Bust today. We're gonna be talking about the other side NFT drop that we mentioned a lot last week. It went down on Saturday, and a lot of community members were really upset about how it played out. Uh, probably ourselves included, Ryan. We're going to be talking about that. Is there anything else on the docket today? What are the markets doing? Any other headlines that are jumping out to you in the Web3 space? I didn't really see too many headlines, but we got a couple things planned. So maybe we'll do the what you would do with $1,000, what you do with $100,000, and what you would do with a million dollars in crypto if we get time for it. But we do have a lot to talk about with this land sale. I don't really know what side of the pyramid scheme I am on at this point. You know, Yuga Labs is confusing me, giving me all this ape coin, thinking I'm at the top of the pyramid, feeling good with my ape coin. And then I spend my ape coin on this land, and I don't know how to feel at this point. Uh, but we'll definitely dive into it on today's show. Awesome. If you're new around here, make sure you subscribe to the Benzinga channel. Uh, make sure you hit the like so other people can see this type of content. And make sure you leave a comment. Let us know how you're doing, what coins you're looking at. If we got any OG Moon or Bust followers, say what's up, drop a comment. Uh, and yeah, let's just dive into it, Ryan. So other side NFT land sale, a little bit of background in case anybody's unfamiliar. Yuga Labs is the parent company of the Bored Ape yacht club they created a nft metaverse and sold land plots as nfts this weekend huge drop huge hype people were talking about it for months and months and months the time happened it's passed now and there were some gas wars people were not expecting these gas wars people were very very upset about these gas wars ryan so first of all what the heck is a gas war how, how did Yuga go about their mint? What do you think was the cause? Is it, was it intentional? Was it a mistake? W what went down here? What was Yuga thinking? So gas wars happen when everybody tries to use Ethereum at once. It's really a function of supply and demand. And since Yuga Labs was minting 55,000 NFTs, obviously gas wars were going to happen. But I didn't think it would be this bad. I put 0.25 ETH in three different wallets. I was ready to mint six pieces of land. I thought I was going to be a metaverse landlord. I tweeted out GM, future metaverse landlords, all excited. thought I was going to make like 70, 80, 90K from this shop. Uh, but alas, I did get to mint two luckily because i had some eth on hand to send but the way was super super high we were at like seven thousand so i ended up spending over six thousand dollars on one ethereum transaction just to mint this land the floor has been going down i'm still in profit from minting but essentially if you wanted to get this land you had to cough up over two ethereum just to mint it for the transaction fee 
and then each land from to mint is 2.4 ETH. So you're spending 4.8 plus another 2 ETH just to mint this land. It really priced a lot of investors out, which I wasn't really happy with. I got a few of my roommates to KYC, a few of my friends. I was really excited for them to get into NFTs with this super hype drop, and then they just couldn't afford it. They didn't have 2 ETH on hand to spend on a transaction fee. So that was really disappointing to see. Yeah, not that many people have 2 ETH laying around to burn on some gas fees like that. Uh, but speaking of burns, did you see the issuance? Did you see the EIP-1559? How much ETH was burned during that period? Yeah, I, I showed you the tweet of the burn tracker. I didn't yeah. see exactly how much Ethereum was burned, but it, it broke the system. It broke that API that was figuring out how much ETH was burned. It said it was going down at a rate of negative 189% per year. Uh, so next year, I guess there'll be negative ETH uh, in circulation if that keeps going. Uh, of course, that's not the case, but a ton of ETH was burned. It was like $100 million, over $100 million of Ethereum was burned in those two hours when Yuga Labs did this mint, which is absolutely insane. I mean, they made about $300 million from the sale. And then on top of that, there was another $100 million gone straight to miners out of the hands of these ApeCoin holders, of the people supporting Yuga Labs, and not even going into the hands of Yuga Labs that are doing the sale, just going straight to the miners. So if you're mining, congratulations. I think you won this Yuga Labs mint if you're not <laughs> mining maybe start but it's probably not the best idea with the the merge coming here in a few months might be a little bit too late to start mining ether but there are ways to stake it instead for 2.0 so definitely look into that if that's something uh you know you're a little bit more advanced looking to take it up a notch um so ryan i was trying to find those burn numbers couldn't get the stat that i saw online um, but maybe we could take a look at OpenSea, see how the resale market is going on these other side NFTs, see what people are looking for. We can break down the attributes, do a little, you know, tutorial, explain how, uh, you know, these land plots work. I know that I have not been able to claim mine due to a bug on the website, but Ryan, you have a, a handful of them. So what, where do you, where should I go? Where should I start with? Should I go on the website? see the breakdown? Should I go straight to OpenSea? Mm, I think it's probably best to start with the website so we can look at the resources, the different things you can get on the land, and then check out the markets for them. There's a, a ton of different traits on these pieces of land too, so it's really interesting. Maybe you can find a play here. If you get a rare item on the lows, you might be able to get some alpha here. All right, so let's see. Uh, I'm on the other side of XYZ. Where should I go? Explore? Uh, explore, yeah, that's a good place to start. All right, take me through it here, Ryan. Whoa. Let's start with the, the Metaverse map. So their website is so sick. One of the best websites I've seen blows the sandbox out of the water, blows the central land out of the water. And each one of these dots is its own plot of land. So the closer you are to the center, uh, the smaller number your board ape has. So this inner circle here, uh, basically all these dots you can see right now on the screen are claimed by board ape land holders. There's 10,000 of them. And about like the, the first 250 board apes got that island in the middle. That's going to sell for a hefty premium. I've seen some of these pieces of land on this island sell for 200 ETH, so like <laughs> $600,000. But that doesn't surprise me at all. Decentraland has had sales in the millions of dollars, so has the Sandbox. And that's for that prime real estate right in the center of the metaverse. And Logan, if you check out the very center plot, it's either plot one or plot zero. In the very middle of the map, there's something special. We don't own it. Not one owner owns it. What could it be? Oh, would you look at that? It's the, the Board Ape Yacht Club Clubhouse. Oh, my God. That is pretty sick. 
So we're going to be able to go in the metaverse. You think they're going to host events in the center there for the Board Ape Yacht Club for mutants and Board Apes. I, mean, I think that makes sense. I think that's going to drive up the value of the land on that island there. I mean, there's only 250 of them. Supply is super low. But I have a feeling no one's going to be letting go of that land, probably under 50, 100 ETH. Ryan, let me ask you a question. So the land plot you get is based on the number of your ape or mutant? Not necessarily. I think that's the case with board apes. I don't think it's the case with mutants. Uh, with mutants, it's the sooner you claim, the closer you get to the center. So you might You're be sure? a little bit out of luck there. That's what I heard. It's first come, first serve for mutants to claim their land. And I did not get my corresponding number. I have mutant 21468, oh, no. and I ended up with with a land plot 23771, I think. Uh oh. So I got a slightly different number. I um, might be in trouble now, huh? So you might be in a little bit of trouble. That's not good. But maybe you'll get an island. Maybe you'll get one all by yourself. I'm curious to see if those pieces of land become mm. really valuable, the ones that are all by themselves. Mm -hmm. What do you think would be the advantage of a piece of land that's private like that? Like, just as an example, we're talking about like the little island pieces, like a one-off, like this one, for example, kind of out there by itself. I'm not sure what the game will add as far as utility, but if you think about it like an island in real life, right, it's your own private property. It's kind of the same idea as location, right? The best location goes for the best price. If you're secluded and all by yourself, I think there's going to be a premium that goes along with that. Interesting stuff. Uh, I, I could also make the, you know, the other side of it is maybe it will, you know, uh, cost more things. resources to travel to the, the main places that you want to go, right? So uh, I think that's what's happening overall in this secondary market right now is because the game is not out because the mechanics of the game the profitability of the aspects uh, are completely unreleased people are just grabbing at straws trying to guess what will be worth something so if we flip over to OpenSea, we can take a look at some of the sales that have been going on recently so maybe i'll look for a more expensive one we could dive into it this one was 38 Goodness gracious. Okay, Ryan, why did this piece of land sell for 38 compared to the other plots we were looking at? Well, the first thing I see is it has a coda and 10% of the airdrop land got codas. Unfortunately, none of mine had them, but that's the only thing we really know that has utility within the game. They're going to add utility for these resources and artifacts and different items you can get on your land, but these codas are a 10,000 piece profile picture collection by Yuga Labs, and they're going to be used to collect resources probably from your land and also other land. It's still a bit unclear, but all the hype is around codas right now. The floor is probably 20, 25 ETH to get one, uh, but there are a lot of other factors that go into the prices of these NFTs. So let's check out those traits. Oh, uh, you want to check out the traits on that one? Yeah, let's just see if there's anything notable before we move on. It's all probably right. just that coda for 40 ETH. It also has Daniel on it. Daniel. So Daniel. it has an artifact. Artifacts are pretty valuable. These might be other NFTs. That's what I'm thinking right now. Because they look like pets. They look like things that could be made into other NFTs. And yeah. probably all these artifacts will just be NFTs. I think they're going to be able to be tradable in the future. Yeah, I tend to agree with you on that one. Um, why wouldn't they if they can? Um, but yeah, we'll take a look at Coda. Man, it used to be a number range. You used to be able to select all well, that's, of them. That's actually cooler because most of the Codas are normal, but the ones that are really high up and the ones that are really low down, like Coda number zero, Coda number one, and then like Coda number 9,999, uh, I think they're mega codas. Uh, That's what I'm hearing. Uh, but there's definitely special types of codas you can get. If they match your land, they're supposed to be really valuable. Uh, or if they're really highly ranked, then they're also very valuable. All right. So here we have the has coda true filter on by now. The floor is 26.8. 
What do you think this code is going to be worth when it becomes a separate NFT? Probably more than 28 by itself. I tend to agree with you, which is interesting. Um, I think that this land is super undervalued right now. A bunch of people selling off because their ape coin and mutant apes and board apes got wrecked uh, in exchange for this piece of land. So now they're probably selling it just to try to make back, lock in some of those gains that they thought they had a week ago. Um, well, what's ridiculous is that the Mutant Ape Yacht Club land was like 13, 15 ETH pre-reveal, and then it gets revealed, and now it's like 6 ETH. So it's gone down about 10 Ethereum, about $30,000, right after the reveal. Maybe people were thinking they were going to get a coda, or that maybe they have better odds of getting a coda if they have Mutant Land. That's the conclusion I came to, but we really crashed hard. So if you go to Sediment, you go to Chemical Goo, all of the Mutant Ape land has Chemical Goo Sediment and then it's biogenetic swamp for the board apes. I think sediment's probably going to be pretty important. It might be like the main resource of the land. Uh, I'm sure they're going to add utility to it somehow. It's unclear how yet, uh, but the price floor really did crash. It's what, six ETH now? Less than six ETH? Yeah, this blows, man. Well, maybe you'll get a coda. Like, you're, I'm you're really living hoping. in suspense right now. Dude, I'm really hoping. So, I didn't, dude, I wish I could claim it. It doesn't work. The dream is still alive for you. We should do a reveal of your land live since you haven't done it yet. Maybe on Friday if you get it figured out. That sounds like a great idea. Come back on Friday to see my other side NFT revealed if we can figure it out. Right now, I don't know if anybody has had this issue. I'll, I'll mention it real quick just in case. Uh, but I cannot. Okay, so my wallet was connected, right? And I, it wouldn't work. So I manually disconnected it. I went into MetaMask and I disconnected the site from my wallet and it still says connected and I don't know what to do and I keep refreshing it nothing happens if anybody else has had this problem please help me um but yeah come back Friday to see my land revealed we'll see if I got a coda I'm really 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 hoping that I get one um Let's let's do a little experiment. So are all 10,000 of the codas available right now or was it only 5,000 on the first half of the It's land? about 10,000. I think it's there's a, about 9,500 revealed right now. Aha. 9,500 have the coda. That is super interesting. That's what I was looking for. Um, so that means that there's how many that don't have a, how many that have a coda that haven't been revealed? About 500. 500 left. Take off that buy now. Well, how many NFTs are in the full collection right now? Well, I'll probably show all of them regardless, right? No. It won't? If it's not minted, no. Items. Okay, so there are 4,000 left to be claimed. Of those 4,000, 530 have a coda. So I now have a 12% chance uh, as opposed to a 10% chance before. Not realistically, it's still the same uh, probability, but um, you know, there's more codas left than there were to start with. You know, I have a, a feeling that Bored Ape Land has a higher probability of getting a coda than normal land, and that might be why the odds are higher now, because the only NFTs left to claim are Bored Ape Land and Mutant Ape Land, and mm. there's a higher probability, and I've seen a lot of people who mm. get these codas get it from their Bored Ape claim. Mm-hmm. Your neighbor, Logan, got a coda, and he got it from his... He got a coda? Yeah, he got it from the Bored Ape claim. Of course. And I think he got he got a couple more. He got Mutant Land, so he got like five of them. The only one that got the coda was the, the Bored Ape Land. That seems unfair, but as soon as I get a coda too, I'm going to be like, yeah, this is it. 
This is not rigged at all. Completely fair. Uh, God, dude, this is so frustrating. 383, check. <laughs> other deed available for claim. Oh, then let me claim it. Claim other deed. Okay. Yuga, please fix. How unfortunate would that be if 21 days go by and you can't figure it out? Dude, I'll actually cry. <laughs> That'd be so messed up. That'd be so bad. Please, somebody help me. You had this problem. Um, okay, there's more stuff for us to check out. We looked at the land. We looked, we looked at the map. The we looked at a few more of the properties. We talked about resale prices. We talked about codas. Um, maybe we could go a little bit more into the resources, into the... Yeah, go to explore. Go, okay. And then scroll down. I'm trying. Okay, oh. I think I got to enter this first. No, you don't. Uh, Try a different tab. Uh, the world. The world? Yeah, there we go. Look at these guys. I do really like the art. I think they did a good job at staying on brand, staying within the theme. So we haven't gotten any information on these materials, Logan, that you just scrolled past. These uh, ones? Yeah, you can mine shards, roots, ore, and animas. Uh, Anima. Animas. There we go. Anima is something different. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they haven't given any information as to what these are. Are there four types of sediment or are there more? I think there's five. These are the natural materials. So maybe that comes from the sediment. Because there's no trait that says whether you're getting ore or anima or shards. So where does this come into play? I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. But we'll find out eventually. Um, treasures and tools. Where do these come from? Are these on the land? These are the artifacts, yeah. Okay. Artifacts are really valuable from what I've seen. Some of them are one of one, and they're either listed for thousands of ETH or not listed at all. Uh, artifacts are one of the most interesting traits, in my opinion. And, and some of them, people are speculating, will be very valuable. For example, there's some tools that are coda tools, so like coda pickaxe, coda shovels, and those are pretty valuable because people are assuming that they give codas extra utility. They already know that codas have utility within the game. Uh, so those are going for a pretty hefty premium. 12, 13 ETH. Hmm. But what's crazy are the one-of-one one artifacts. You landed one of those, you just made generational wealth. It's absolutely insane. That's nuts. I wonder if there's any more. Hopefully I'll get be. one. Um, okay, let's take a look at some of them. Blade of Eternium. So, so close. A thousand. Wow. <laughs> These kids are crazy. <laughs> Time to move out of my mom's basement. One one artifact in the board eight metaverse. Mom, I'm moving out. Too real, man. Too real. Um, but see, like some of these, there's only four of. That's incredibly rare. The obelisks. What do they look like? It's that thing right there. Boom. What else looks cool? There were some uh, portals, right? Yeah. Is it closer to the bottom? Yeah, it's. I, I think there's around 10 of them last I checked. 
Portal but imagine piece. that Yuga Labs makes some crazy utility for some of these artifacts that everybody in the game that wants to go to, you know, some other part of the metaverse has to use one of these portal artifacts. Mm-hmm. And you own one and you can name your price. Mm-hmm. And it's $500 for every person to use it. If something like that happens, these could be incredibly valuable. Just look at those prices. Jeez, man. For the portals? What's yeah. the cheapest one? 500 ETH. Fair price. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right, Ryan. Did Yuga ruin their reputation? Is Yuga Labs over? No, Yuga Labs has a stellar reputation. They'd have to try really, really hard to to fuck up their reputation. Uh, But it certainly hurt their reputation. That's for sure. I mean, they wanted everybody to have access. They tried to eliminate the potential for a gas war, and it just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And they called Dutch auctions bullshit. And essentially what happened was a Dutch auction. Mm Mm-hmm. You paid how much you were willing to pay. People coughed up two and a half, three ETH in gas fees towards the beginning. Those people got them right away. Mm-hmm. It went down to maybe like 1.5, 1.8 ETH, around like 30,000 minted, 40,000 minted. And then it started going back up again because people realized these gas fees aren't going down. If I want to mint one, I have to send more ETH to my wallet and just put up with it and mint one. So do you think that they would have been better off just doing organizing the Dutch auction themselves or would people yeah. like if they ended up going for like six ETH a pop or whatever they were going for to mint, would people have been more upset if they went at that price during a Yuga orchestrated Dutch auction? If they had to pay the same price regardless, I think people would want that ApeCoin in Yuga Labs hands. Because they said that they're going to lock up this ape coin for a year. It's going to be out of circulation. I think it's much worse just to be giving ETH to miners. Because we're not holding the ape coin anymore. Yuga Labs doesn't get it. It's just going to miners who are completely out of the Yuga Labs ecosystem other than securing the blockchain that Yuga runs on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that you're right. Is like it, This might have been better off in Yuga's hands, but it also may, would have made them look more greedy at the same time. So maybe people would have been upset about that. Um, but it looks like they don't know how to handle themselves because they wanted to eliminate the gas war by doing a flat fee. And that was what their article was about a day before mint. And then the gas war happened just as bad as it would have happened regardless. Is there a way that Yuga Labs could have avoided yeah. a, an error here, a yeah. misstep? How, and so. what does that look like? First 55,000 people to KYC their wallet on the website get an airdrop for the land or the other deed. And then they have two weeks to claim it. You can spend 50 bucks in gas fees and you can get way more people in the ecosystem. You'd have 55,000 owners instead of 32,000. You get way more people exposed to Yuga Labs, which I think is incredibly valuable. So you're saying that the first people who joined the KYC list should have been the ones that that got access. It shouldn't have been unlimited people can KYC, unlimited people can try to mint. Yeah, I mean, I think the first 55,000 would be pretty fair. I also think just having it open for a week or two and then doing a raffle with those wallets would have also been fair. And it would have saved an aggregate of $100 million. In gas fees. In gas fees, yeah. In gas fees. Yep. Interesting, interesting stuff. So I saw that Yuga put out a couple notes about what went down. Let's take a look at those. I think it's pretty interesting. Um, basically, they apologized. But it's a sus apology. It came, yeah, it came with a catch. All right, here's the thread. We wanted to say a few words about the mint tonight. We know the, that the other deed mint was unprecedented. Its size is high demand NFT collection, and that would bring with it unique challenges. The hope that those challenges would be assaged via a rigorous 
gating mechanism in the form of an on-chain KYC, a maximum of two per KYC wallet, and a significant clearing price of 305 ApeCoin. This has been the largest NFT mint in history by several multiples, and yet the gas used during the mint shows that demand far exceeded anyone's wildest expectations. The scale of this mint was so large that EtherScan crashed. We are sorry for turning off the lights on Ethereum for a while. It seems abundantly clear that ApeCoin will need to migrate to its own chain in order to properly scale. Should We'd we like to encourage the DAO to start thinking in this direction. Ryan, what the heck, man? I think it is clear ApeCoin needs to be on its own chain, but it's going to be interesting to see how they do this. Obviously, the NFTs have to stay on Ethereum. It would be a terrible play to try and migrate any of these NFTs off of Ethereum onto some other chain that could go down or get hacked through a, a token bridge or something like that. So I don't think that makes sense. If they try and make an ape chain, I don't think that makes sense either. They're just trying to get a bunch of money to the VCs that are investing in them. And it's not very operable with Ethereum. Maybe if they make an ape chain that's forked from another layer too, maybe they fork Optimism or Arbitrum. Mm -hmm. Maybe that makes sense. But I think the clear play here would be to just go on to Polygon or Arbitrum or Optimism directly. You know, Get rid of those gas fees, still be involved with Ethereum, be in the ecosystem, and it won't look so greedy. If they make their own chain, it's going to look pretty greedy. People are already saying this is sus. They knew this was going to happen. There was obviously going to be a gas war. And people were saying this is a way for them to justify making their own chain, showing mm -hmm. that gas can get up to six, dollars $7,000 per transaction when they try and release something. And they damn well knew that was going to happen. So now they're going to make their own chain uh, when really there's high enough throughput on other blockchains where they don't really need to make their own chain. They could just use a layer two. So other blockchains go for application-specific routes, right? We see Cosmos, we see Polkadot, the two that come to mind. Those are hubs that plug in application specific blockchains. Is that not what Yuga should do? Is like, uh, I agree that they should fork uh, a pre existing layer two, whether it's Arbitrum or Optimism or ZK Sync or whatever it is. They should uh, fork a pre existing chain just for transparency's sake and then, uh, you know, have the game hosted on that chain, right? I don't think there's really a need to. Like they just clog optimism, or they just clog Arbitrum if they went onto it now. Um, so they might as well have their own application-specific rollup. At least in my estimation, um, I think it's probably inevitable that they do. The game won't scale on the mainnet, so they're going to need to find a solution. Will be very interesting to see what route they go. Right? There's a ton of different ways they could do this. As Ryan said, they could make their own blockchain probably funded by one of the other A16Z partners. Uh, they could fork a blockchain. They could, um, you know, try to make their own, like, layer one. Uh, but I think they'd be best off making a application-specific roll-up. Agreed. You make a good point. They would probably clog a layer two. Mm -hmm. Because we saw during the sale of the land, because layer twos use Ethereum security, the fees on Optimism were really high. <laughs> yep. Like it was insane. Like a, a transaction on Optimism during the mint cost like $7. And usually it's a few cents. So the demand is that high that even if they used a layer two that's already out, the gas uh -oh. would still be pretty high. <laughs> I think we got our answer. <laughs> oh, okay, what's happening? Uh, as of three minutes ago, ApeCoin just tweeted that one of the world's largest Web3 ecosystems, Polygon, now supports ApeCoin, making it available for the 19,000 plus dApp in games across the board. 
Well, we kind of called that one. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. We broke it probably before they did. We didn't even know. Uh, what do you think about the Polygon choice? It's interesting. I don't know if this is what they're going to use for their ecosystem. Maybe they're just putting ApeCoin on Polygon so more people get access to it, right? They could be developing something else, and this is an immediate fix. I also saw that Immutable X is making an ApeCoin proposal to put ApeCoin onto Immutable X. So that'll be interesting to see if that plays out. But I feel like not that many people use Immutable X. A lot more people use Polygon. I think this is a clear first step in the right direction uh, just because of the amount of people that actually use Polygon as compared to Immutable X or some of these other protocols. These comments are wild. What's the sentiment looking like? Um, DGen, <laughs> nothing really. Uh, but I wonder what Polygon's doing right now. Let's take a look at Coin Market Cap. See if anything's ripping. I don't know if this would necessarily cause. Yeah, no, not happening. About Ape Coin down to thirty, thirtieth position, fourteen dollars. And that also sucks for all the new investors. They loaded up 305 ApeCoin, which is a lot of money. At the time, I mean, they could have bought it $25, $27, and now they're down 40 50% on their investment, and they were planning on using that to buy land. They couldn't because they didn't get the chance to buy land, and now they're stuck holding this ApeCoin. They see it going down. They probably just want to dump it in GTFO out of Yuga Labs ecosystem at this point. All right, nothing there. Um, this, this comment interested me. I was about to ask how we would be able to transact our ape for resources. Now it makes sense. Uh, that kind of asserts that resources will also be polygon based, uh, but we will see. That makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised if these resources start becoming tradable within the next few weeks and maybe not the resources. Maybe that's attached to the land, but I bet these artifacts will be tradable. I bet these artifacts will be tradable as well. I know that they're going to want to get it out there as quickly as possible uh, so that they can continue this hype, try to drive some more demand for ApeCoin. They locked up a ton of it, right? So the next time there is a demand squeeze for ApeCoin, uh, I want to be there ahead of time. I have a question, Logan. I'm not sure if you know the answer, but can Yuga Labs or A16Z, whoever controls this money, can they use it to vote even if it's locked up? That's a good question. Because right after the land sale, I saw that they proposed another AIP to uh, improve ApeCoin. It was essentially exactly the same as the last one that didn't go through, which was concerning, right? Because now they own $310 million more of ApeCoin. Maybe they can sway that vote because it was really close. That is definitely a interesting concern to raise. Uh, that would probably give them a little bit too much power over apecoin but uh i mean clearly they already have the power so more or less more or less um if anybody knows let us know drop a comment um maybe my restream is broken but i see zero comments right now and that's making me sad we have 164 people out here if you're enjoying this apecoin content learning about the other side let There's me know no way you let guys don't have questions about this metaverse lab I have a million. Dollars? I wish. Or ApeCoin? Neither. Damn. Let's take a look at some more artifacts or attributes. Well, There's a the ton. There is a ton to go through let's here. Holy shoot. 
This has been the talk of the metaverse lately. The rarest environment in the metaverse land here in the other side is chaos. And there's a black hole. They're going for insane amounts of money right now. Like what? what is that? 82 Ethereum? 92. 92 Ethereum for the cheapest chaos land. There's only like 105 of them and nobody knows what they're used for. They're just speculating they're going to be worth a ton. Obviously, they're rare and it seems like they will be worth a lot of money when this game comes out. Uh, but it's all speculation right now. They haven't said anything about this, but there's a black hole on it. So people are speculating. So, Logan, speculate with me. What looks is, rare. What is this black hole going to be used for? Let's speculate. It looks rare. It will be for wormholing across the to the other side of the other side. <laughs> okay. okay, I believe that you. wasn't even intentional. But I think that the, if I had to guess, that's what it would be. Maybe, it, maybe because it's called chaos, they just like random number generate and like shoot you out of another chaos portal. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> be cool. What's the difference between the uh, the black hole and the the portal that we were talking about earlier? The portal is an artifact. The black hole is an environment. So the entire land that you're on has this black hole and it's the chaos environment. And the artifacts will probably be tradable. Like the, the chaos environment, you would have to trade your piece of land. It's not like oh. the black hole is an artifact that you could trade off to somebody else's land. I guess this has no artifacts or nothing, but it looks pretty cool. Yeah, the, the acid five. land is pretty cool. Seems pretty rare too. Um... Let's take a look at some of the other ones. Any, have you seen anything else that's cool? But I'd... people don't really care about the environment other than chaos, and they don't really care about the environment. <laughs> they do. They don't either. be caring about the environment these nah. days. That's for <laughs> sure, bro. <laughs> They're just mining Bitcoin and shit. <laughs> All right. You can see, like, there's there's like tier three, tier four environments close to the floor. People don't really care about the actual land they get. People are valuing the resources and artifacts on their land the most. Is there a way to sort by the tier? Yeah, there is. Environment tier. Environment. What? Should be environment tier somewhere. Okay. And so, environment tier. There we go. So it goes up to five. Let's take a look at all these fives. Um, and turn on by now. Jeez. I mean, it seems to me like... You know, the top ranking would be a little bit important in the game. Mm -hmm. And it looks way bigger, too. Like, you can do way more in a metaverse when you have 10 times the space as a tier Is one. it actually bigger? There's I mean, it's not more confirmed, size? but look at a tier 1 versus a tier 2. Like, go to the Lava Land now. You can see there's, like, a castle on it. And then there might be, like, a teeny little building that's taking up a quarter of the map on a tier 1. Okay. Oh, yeah, it does look smaller. Go to 2... A little bit bigger. Three. Four. And the five. Yeah, that's a chonker right there. Um, okay, so there's different directions for these tiers. Southern resource, northern resource, western resource. Is there an eastern mm -hmm. resource? Yes, north. Okay, boom, right there. So each land could have up to four resources. Yep. And each of these resources could have a different rarity. Right? Most of the resources are about the same rarity. If you go to resources, there's about 2,500 of each type of resource until you scroll way down. And there's some really rare resources as well. Uh, I'm not sure if the market is valuing them that highly, though. 
And it's a little bit deceiving as well because there's four different places you can get resources within the land. So even though it says there's 35 of the rarest resources, there's four spots you could get in it. And so really there's like uh, 140 of them. So if we take a look at the resources now, we can see this one's a one star. This one's a three star for each resource. That'll probably make an impact at least a little bit. No artifact, no coda. Let's take a look, see if we can figure this out. Northern resources, bone stone. Could it be that guy? Yeah. Eastern resources, fragmenta. Southern is psycho silk. And there's no Western one. All right. I guess that checks out. I feel like I'm figuring this out now. I feel like I'm getting the hang of how these lands work. So there was a slight premium on these rare resources when I was looking last night, but what I noticed is the tier three of the rare resources aren't really priced that much higher. Sometimes you can find them on the floor. I think that might be a good play right now because these resources are something you can earn passively throughout the game. We don't really know how it works yet, but it seems like that's how you're going to be able to make passive income from your land by selling these resources to other players. And if you have a really rare resource, it makes sense to want the highest tier of that because it should be making the most of that resource. I, I think that makes sense. Again, this is speculation, but if you see something on the floor that has a tier three resource and it's rare, that might be a good play right now. That's what I'm thinking at least. Quite interesting. I just so I really wish I could claim mine. I just want to know so badly. Do I have a coda? Do I have any resources? Did I miss my chance to sell it for 15 ETH and it's a piece of shit? There are uh, maybe one or two good possibilities here for <laughs> me. <laughs> Most likely, though, it's wraps. So the market reacted pretty harshly. And this was going to happen. Investors knew they had a chance of getting a coda, so you have to price that in. It's the same with mutants right now. They knew they were going to get some of this other side land airdrop to them. So people were buying up mutants last week. They went up to like 42 Ethereum, and after the claim, instant crash down below 30. Now they're at 26, and the mutant land's only worth like 6. So that seems, seems pretty bearish to me. I mean, the, the total value got from this airdrop now is around 32 Ethereum, and the price floor was at 42. So investors lost about 10 ETH net from this. All in a day's work. <laughs> uh, so we saw a lot of liquidity sucked out of other big projects. Now it's coming back in. Uh, is there a play to be made here? I'm not sure. Maybe. Is it too late? Do we miss the chance? It seems like it. Seems like it. People were able to take some profits from their land, uh, you know, over the past couple of days, especially when it was selling pre-reveal for seven, eight, nine Ethereum, 15 Ethereum for the Munate land. Uh, people were getting some decent profits, but now the profit margins are insanely slim and minted for 2.4 ETH, right? But you have to remember, each one of these took about one ETH to mint because you could mint two and the transaction cost was around two Ethereum. So you're all in. Your cost basis for these lands are about three and a half ETH. Floor is now at four, four and a half. So you're making less than an ETH after transaction fees. I mean, that's not much profit to be putting into other NFTs at this point. Have you seen these Nike shoes they put out with Artifact? Yeah, weren't they airdropped to the Clonex holders? Yeah, I think so. Are they drip? I mean, they're worth more than IRL shoes for whatever reason. <laughs> you think if you wear these to the club, you'll make friends? Maybe in the Bored Ape Club. I have a hard time wearing those to Rick's. <laughs> Feet might get some beer on them. 
if you're not careful, proof collective, what's that? Invisible friends. Let's see what invisible friends is at. Five. All right. That's not bad. Not the worst thing ever. Cool pets. Uh, How's the sandbox land doing? I feel like that's probably moving with the other deeds, at least to some degree. Nothing available on OpenSea. That must be only on Sandbox's website. Also, Logan, did you see it's actually illegal to sell other deed land on OpenSea? What? Yeah. It's in the terms of service. If you want to sell your other deed to other people, you need to make them sign the agreement. You can't sell it on OpenSea. It's against the law. So if you own another deed, I'm telling you right now, if you don't want to go to jail, don't sell it on OpenSea. Time to delist your land. No one's allowed to sell it. It's part of the terms of service. Mark Andreessen is coming for you if you sell the land. Are you trying to manipulate the market? I'm just telling people facts right now. Is that actually in the terms of service? Yep. That's kind of fucked. Mm -hmm. How are they supposed to regulate that? It's just to cover their ass, I think. Yeah. I guess that checks out. How's your pet doing? You know, he's doing okay. You feed him today? Not yet. He's Good probably tell. probably he pretty <laughs> pretty hungry. Should get him some some food real quick. Get him some milk. Uh, this is a shitty quest, but I cannot afford to reroll. They've been they've been updating the game a lot. Bunch of new balance patches, and you get way less tokens per day now. So hopefully that will drive the price up on the fully evolved ones, as they will be more profitable to take into battle whenever that comes out. Man, play to earn gaming is like the best. It's like I'm doing work, but you know I'm just playing games. Um, all right, Ryan, pick one. You want the wonky wagon, the curse, or the farmer scarecrow is broken? Build a new one. Give me the wonky wagon. The wonky wagon, it is. Oh, whoa! Don't want to roll a new one. Okay, Let's before take the we wonky lose wagon. too many viewers, Logan, what the <laughs> hell are you doing right now? I am playing Cool Cats. This is another play to earn NFT game. You saw the apes, but have you seen the cool cats or the cool pets? We just took a look at the floor prices on them. Or I did uh, 5.5 on the cool cat right now and 0.8 on the cool pet. Uh, this is one of the first blue chip NFT projects to actually deliver a game to the community. And it's been fun. I've been playing it for a while uh, and I'm getting no good quests, man. This stinks. Let's Logan, see. do you think we're biased to call Cool Cats a blue chip NFT? Because we saw it mint. We saw Mike Tyson put it as his profile picture. <laughs> I feel like since there's some historical value there, I consider a blue chip NFT too. But I'm just wondering, do new NFT investors see Cool Cats as a blue chip NFT? Because it doesn't really seem like it. They're super undervalued in my opinion right now uh, because I do consider it a blue chip NFT. But it seems like these new investors aren't really interested in Cool Cats whatsoever. What new investors? <laughs> Whoever's coming into the NFT market this year. I mean, the, the floor price for Cool Cats was 8, 9 ETH just a few months ago, and it's been steadily decreasing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, get your, I get your point. I think that it will survive. I think that we haven't seen the, like a, the actual next wave of uh, new buyers, but you know, based on the fact that there's a Cool Cat right, right there, I'm going to you know, go out cool on a limb here. And a kiss to the ape. That's kind of cute, man. We could speculate on that, but it's kind of cool. Probably shouldn't. It's kind of cool. Probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. That's probably illegal. Um, all jokes. Let's see. Please give me a good quest this time, dude. 
So mid. Now we got a rare one. Um, all right. How much time do we have left? 15 minutes left on today's show. What do you want to do? Ask the chat. Bro, I've been asking the chat questions all day and nobody's talking Silent. to me. Got a bunch of Helen Kellers in the chat, apparently. Whoa. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> uh, come on, guys. Drop some comments. Let us know what you want to do. Uh, I want to talk about what we would do with $1,000, 100K, and a million dollars in crypto. Yeah, I mean, like... Will it, you play the game? Do you only have... Yeah, so let me ask you a question first. Do you only have one asset that you can buy with this... No. budget or are you allowed to allocate it however you want because why wouldn't you just scale the same strategy what would, what would be your different strategy at, at so these price points? if i had a thousand dollars in crypto i would be trying to grow my wealth as much as possible make some risky plays but something i think will pay off if i had 100k then i would want to limit my risk to a degree and still want to grow it try and reach that million dollar mark as soon as i could if i had a million dollars i would be scared to lose some of that i would want to keep a portion of it in something more stable something more sure that I can hold for five years, hopefully grow it. Like Shiba uh, Inu? Yeah, like like uh, like uh, Shiba Inu. Yeah, sure, Logan. Uh, and I would want to keep a portion of that in moonshots probably, but I'd, I would want to allocate my funds much differently. If I had $1,000 versus if I had a million dollars because my goals as an investor would be very different. Interesting. Okay, so say you got a million dollars. Start at the top? Start at the top. If I had a million dollars in crypto... I would need a Bitcoin allocation, which I don't have right now. <laughs> I would probably go. See, I, I would probably farm stable coins. I'll go from least risky to most risky for this. I would want some type of stable coin farming in my portfolio, even though I would think that's going to underperform Bitcoin over the long term. It would be nice to have that safety and maybe I would allocate more to Bitcoin during a bear market with those stable coins. But I'd say maybe 20% farming stable coins with a million dollars. That gives me 800K to play with within the crypto sphere. And a lot of that would be going to Bitcoin and Ethereum. I'd say maybe 10, 20% Bitcoin allocation, say 150K. That, that's 350K now invested in stable coins and Bitcoin. Highest Portfolio allocation, if I had a million dollars, would be Ethereum. I think it's a safe play. I think it'll grow a ton over the next 10 years. And I would probably put around half a million dollars into Ethereum. So that would leave me with $150,000 left. Some of those might be moonshots, but I would definitely want some NFT exposure. And I wouldn't want to get a risky NFT. I'd want something I could hold through a bear market that I think will come back, accrue value over the next bull market. I think the clear answer there is a mutant ape for around $100,000. Maybe get a rare one for around one hundred fifty, or put that last fifty k into moonshots. Maybe some rare ENS domains, maybe some other NFTs I like, uh, or maybe some degen yield farming. But I think that's how I would structure my $1 million portfolio. Logan, how about you? How would you structure a $1 million portfolio with crypto? So you said 50% ETH. Yeah, I said 50% ETH. Okay. If I had a million dollars in crypto right now, um, let's see. I'd go for a quarter in Bitcoin. Basically erase my downside, right? The Bitcoin will be my hedge for the rest of my position, which would be like 50% Ethereum. I'll, I'll copy you on that one. Um, and what I would do with that is I would start mining and staking. And so I'd take the other 25% that I have left, but like 5% of it into running like a mining operation 
I think the MEV is going to get really, really big. Uh, I think that people who control Ethereum have the most to to make from its success, not just the holders. So um, I think that could be a cool play if I had that type of budget. And at that point, I really wouldn't need to YOLO too hard. You know, got a million dollars in Bitcoin and Ethereum. It's probably going to, you know, you know, give you two to three X if it goes up, uh, you know, has another leg up, has another bull cycle. That's what I would go for. At that point, I feel like it's, Broski, you know, you're leaving 200K on the table. What are you going to do with the rest? CryptoPunk? I don't know. I feel like those are kind of like, now that Yuga owns them, we're kind of counting on them. So if we're counting on Yuga, maybe a board ape would be the better move, or a mutant ape. And if it wasn't restricted to crypto, you would follow my great idea I told you. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what I'm about to say. You probably forgot. Mm-hmm. Put $200,000 into the virtual boy by Nintendo and all the <laughs> unreleased sets. And in 20 years from now, when we're all living in the metaverse, the very first example of the metaverse, these Nintendo VR goggles from the 80s, where we'll have every single new one left. Name your price, 100 k each. I mean, that's the, that's the clear, easy investment here is to get one of these virtual boys mint in package uh, just buy up the entire market with 200k. There's got to only be like 50, 100 of these things left sealed in their package. That's an NFT right there. Um. Okay. Uh, Do you disagree? I think it's a great thesis. I think that rare collectibles are a good investment, <laughs> but I'm not sure about the virtual boy. Why do you think that this one is a better investment over... Maybe something else like a Rolex, for example. Because it's the first example of the metaverse. Were there VR goggles before this at scale sold to the masses? So VR gaming is way, way ahead of its time. On that note, it's probably also the worst VR headset. Uh, Yeah, but it's worse because it's the first. Right, but listen, if you're believing in this virtual reality future, then who would care about a, a physical headset that doesn't do anything? It's like the iPhone 1. It's like the original iPhone. Isn't Sealed that, in a package, they're worth like 10K already. Imagine what they're going to be worth in 30 years. You would put your money into this over a board ape? <laughs> if I had the means to buy all... <laughs> no, not in the short term, but I actually do think this would be a good investment. I might end up just picking one up to speculate <laughs> just so I can sell it for like 50K when we live in the metaverse and then <laughs> never shut up about that investment. Well, I hope that works out for you. (laughs) Talk about alternative investments going down the deep end today. Um, Okay, so next tier is what? $100,000? 100K. How are you going to do it? 100K. Definitely want a lot of NFTs if I had 100K. But what I put it all into a mutant ape. Right now I could afford it with $100,000 or about 85 right now. That would just be such a high portfolio allocation. I don't think I could do it with 100K. No. Close. If I had 150, I would get immune. With just 100, I don't know, like some other blue chip NFT. Something I can get around 10, 15 ETH that has a really strong team. Maybe a Doodle or an Azuki. Uh, maybe a Cool Cat or two. But I have a heavy allocation to NFTs, 50 to 75%. And the other 25 to 50%, 
I would want to hold some Ethereum. I think that's a great hedge over the long term. Maybe allocate 10, 15% to Ethereum and then the other 10% to some type of moonshot, some smaller market cap plays. Maybe looks rare. I, I like them. Uh, something I could stake, earn rewards on over a few years, hopefully grow my coin holdings. Uh, but at 100K, I mean, I would want to limit the risk to a degree. That's why I say blue chip NFTs, because I think a lot of those will be able to survive a bear market. Uh, but I would still want a lot of moonshots, right? I would want to be able to try and grow that to half a million to a million dollars over the next year or two, right? So definitely much riskier than a million dollars, but I would probably allocate 75% to some type of blue chip NFT. 25% to Ethan Moonshots, about evenly. How about interesting, you? Interesting. So if I had 100K, and that means I'd be trying to get, you know, some mobility, some upward mobility, I'd be willing to take on a little bit of risk uh, to get my portfolio to that place, I would go for probably a lot of layer two solutions. So I'd go for Ethereum, i maybe add a little bit of Avalanche, a little bit of Matic, maybe a lot of bit of Matic, uh, some Arbitrum when it comes out, some Optimism when it comes out. I'd basically focus on that narrative this year. Uh, maybe a little bit of NFT action, but I'll keep that out of this um, this breakdown for simplicity's sake. Good answer. Thank you, sir. Last but not least, $1,000. If you had $1,000 to invest in crypto, what would you do? And... I think we should give a disclaimer too. A thousand dollars is a lot of money, and we're young. We can risk losing a thousand dollars, and we can make it back at twenty-one, twenty-two years old with uh, sort of college degrees. You know, more or less, we're in the position where we can lose a thousand dollars if we have to. But that being said, thousand dollars is still a lot of money. If you're older, or if that's a, a lot for you to allocate, maybe you just want to throw it into Bitcoin and hold it. You could still get two, three, four x returns over the long term. Maybe you want to throw it into Ethereum. I think those are all great plays. But I think both of us, if we had $1,000 to invest in crypto, would be trying to grow our wealth as much as possible and probably be susceptible to a high amount of risk. Uh, at least I would, Logan. Uh, with that, what would you buy with $1,000 in crypto? So if I was completely like risk off, I'd just get Bitcoin. If I was looking for risk, uh, you know, trying to get to from well, 1000 to a million dollars, I'd go for hearts project I, I don't know yeah you can get you can get like two hearts at that price okay if you sell those boy, bad boys for 10 ETH each you You're got 20 ETH. you sell that bad for guy. 10k a pop 200 bands right there off of a thousand dollar investment yeah i guess not financial advice yeah not financial advice whatsoever uh but you do have a bag of hearts so you're putting your money where your mouth is already Yee. i know you love the project it has gone down about 90 percent, but i am holding on to a few hearts as well i like the project i like the team i think they're doing some really cool stuff but with a thousand dollars what would i get i get a few ens domains try and speculate I think there could be a bubble. We see that there's a ton of transactions on ENS domains. People are searching up ENS domains on Google all the time. I'm seeing that as I do SEO work for Benzinga. It's a hot topic right now, and I think that will continue. Uh, so maybe a five-digit number. There's going to be more NFT collections coming out that go into the five digits. People might want to start buying up five-digit numbers. I know three-digit and four digits have sold out, and the price floor has gone up a ton over the past few weeks. Four-digit ENS domains. Last I saw around two Ethereum, up from like 0 0.1, 0 0.2 just a few weeks ago. Uh, and three-digit uh, ENS domains are like 10 Ethereum now, 12 Ethereum. So ton of money. 
If you guys are unfamiliar with ENS domains, I'll let Logan explain it because he knows the ins and outs of ENS domains. He's a little bit of an ENS whale himself. Uh, and Logan, how about while you explain it, we go to OpenSea, you can show off some of the cool ENS names that you own. Oh man, I would love to. Okay, Ethereum name service. Okay, think.com bubble, but for Web3. So it's a bubble. Permanent ownership. Dude, it's all a bubble. Okay. Come on. Thanks now. for the clarification. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so these are basically digital brands, digital domains. Okay, this is how you transition your .com brand into a Web3 brand. Or at a more simple level, it's how I send money to Ryan without having to ask him for his super, super long public key, right? So what Ryan does is he attaches one of these domains to his wallet. We'll take this one, for example. Then when I go on Coinbase, go wherever I'm going, and I want to transfer something to him. Transfer button. It's got to be around here somewhere. All right, maybe not. Uh... But what I can do is I can just type in, instead of the address, instead of the really long address, I can just type in blank.eth, okay? There's other ways that you can use this. I'll show you one of mine, for example, is if you put .xyz at the end of any of your .eth domains, boom, they hooked you up with a personal website. .eth is not a top-level domain currently, so you need something like this uh, to direct you through it. But .xyz provided this for everyone. I'm sure other places will do it as well. Um, but that's the idea behind DNS. Ryan, am I missing anything? If you want to so, get one, I go mean, to ENS like domains. It seems like it has great utility, right? So instead of typing in 0x, f6, a3, blah, 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 you just type this in and you can't read those. Like every wallet essentially looks the same unless you have it memorized or at least know the first few letters in it. Yep. So potentially... If somebody texted a wallet address to a laptop and thought it was my wallet address and didn't know how to read it, they might just text it to somebody, you know, and they'll send it to some random person. And that that's not secure. That would that would be bad. <laughs> that would suck, dude. Messed up blockchain transactions are irreversible. And these wallet addresses make it a lot easier to mess that up. Has that With ever happened to you? Dude, I really don't want to talk about it right now, okay? I'm hey, 3 I, 3.2 ETH short and your friend uh, has it. Check check your wallet, check your wallet. It's sent back. Is it? He said he, he sent it back like an hour ago. So for a little bit of color on the situation, while we were trying to mint the other deeds, Logan decided to send 3.7 ETH to him. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 